Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about masculinity. And now, I fully recognize that I am not the most masculine person, nor am I any type of expert on masculinity whatsoever. But I figure, hey, neither is anyone else who's talking about this issue right now, and that's certainly not stopping them, so... That's fine, I guess. Recently, GQ, which is a men's magazine, if they're even allowed to call themselves that nowadays, did an entire issue focusing on masculinity. Or should I say, criticizing masculinity, and in this video, gentle viewer, you have the pleasure of hearing some of those articles. But before we get into that fun stuff, I do have a quick message from our terrific sponsors over at Simply Safe. Did you know that there are over 2 million burglaries reported every year? That's one every 13 seconds. And according to the FBI, the average loss in a burglary is over $2,000, but despite that, only one in five homes have home security. Maybe that's because most companies don't make it easy. Home security systems can be a hassle to install, confusing to operate, and not to mention expensive. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice. Simply Safe protects your whole home, every window, room, and door with 24-7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost. It's easy to order and easy to set up, usually in under an hour. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. Plus, Simply Safe has won a ton of awards, from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Around the clock monitoring is just $15 a month, so visit simplysafe.com slash Lauren for free shipping and a 60-day risk-free guarantee. You've really got nothing to lose, so go now to simplysafe.com slash Lauren. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash Lauren so they know our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash Lauren. Now, if you guys follow the world of stand-up comedy or if you have a Netflix account, you might be familiar with someone named Hannah Gadsby. Last year, Gadsby released her special Nanette on Netflix and and it was polarizing, to say the least. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, the special has a 100% rating among critics, but only a 22% audience score. The special is pretty much a perfect example of something that critics absolutely loved, but that almost everyone else hated. And before I had ever seen Annette, I already knew that it was considered divisive because of its very, very strong social justice themes, but... Still, I'm someone who doesn't need to agree with a movie or TV show to still be able to enjoy it and be entertained by it, so I went into watching the special with what I thought was a pretty open mind, ready to like it. And to be clear, I have no problem laughing at jokes at the expense of straight white men. I think we should be able to make jokes about any and every group. No one's off limits. However, what I find less funny are hour-long rants aimed at putting down straight white men and... That was more the impression, the takeaway, that I got from Nanette. I don't hate men, but there's a problem. You don't have a monopoly on the human condition, you arrogant fucks. But the story is, as you have told it, power belongs to you. And if you can't handle criticism, take a joke, or deal with your own tension without violence, you have to wonder if you are up to the task of being in charge. The reason why I bring Gadsby up in relation to this GQ story is because, of course, who better to write an article about masculinity than an angry woman who clearly hates men? Which is why the latest edition of GQ includes the piece Hannah Gadsby on why men should be more ladylike. Already, from this title, we can see that GQ's take on masculinity is pretty much... No. Just... 
Just don't. As Gadsby begins, quote, Hello, the men. My advice on modern masculinity would be to look at all those traits you believe are feminine and interrogate why you are so obsessed with being the opposite. Because this idea that to be a man you have to be the furthest away from being a woman that you possibly can is really weird. Okay, so a couple things there. Number one, nobody has asked for Hannah Gadsby's advice on modern masculinity. That is just not a thing that has occurred in this timeline. And number two, I can already tell that Gatsby's interpretation of masculinity is so painfully one-sided that it actually hurts to talk about. She defines masculinity as being far away from women, so she assumes that men must see it that way as well. She also assumes that in order to be masculine, men have to make the conscious effort to be different from women, which is not how that works. It's almost like she sees being a woman as just like the natural state of all humans and that men for some reason are rebelling against their inner womanly nature because because patriarchy ladies if the only way you can define masculinity is in how it relates to yourself as a woman you might be a bit of a narcissist. Ask any man, and I'm not talking about male feminists here, I'm talking about real men, what masculinity means to them, and I guarantee you 90% of them at least will not describe it to you in relation to women. Masculinity is not something that men do in order to make themselves different from women. Masculinity is something that men naturally embody because it's inherent to them as men who, yeah, as it turns out, are different from women. Gadsby continues though, why is everyone so scared of not being masculine? If you consider many of those in power, those who claim to be leading the world at the moment, you've got a lot of hyper-masculine man babies with terrible hair and no ability to compromise. These are the cool guys who are taking us all to hell in a handbasket they didn't pay for. So I think it's pretty fair to say here at this point that uh, Hannah Gadsby does not see masculinity as a positive thing. That's just my interpretation. To me at least, masculinity means strength, protection, confidence, leadership, and I think a lot of guys see it the same way. So I don't really think it's fair to say that men are scared of not being masculine. I think it's just that a lot of guys aspire to be masculine because they're positive traits and who wouldn't want to aspire toward positive characteristics? I mean, you wouldn't ask someone, why are you scared of not getting an education, not trying hard at work, not eating right? Because some things are just good for you and you strive for them because you want to improve yourself. I think Hannah has a really hard time wrapping her head around the idea that maybe, just maybe, men like masculinity because they see it as a good thing. She continues, quote, so here's a thought experiment. What if you, the men, looked to traditional feminine traits and tried incorporating them into your masculinity? Now at face value, I actually don't have a problem with this thought experiment at all. I do believe that both men and women can exhibit feminine and masculine traits respectively. I mean, calm down though, it's not like I believe a woman who displays leadership skills is some sort of gender non-binary thing or whatever. But because masculinity and femininity are complementary characteristics, not opposites. There's nothing that says that a man can't, for example, embrace his nurturing side, maybe with his children or pets, while still embodying the masculine archetype. I don't see anything wrong with that. In fact, I would even go so far as to say I encourage it, but 
That's not what Gadsby's talking about. Instead, Gadsby writes, quote, Women are always being encouraged to stir masculine traits into their feminine recipe. We are told to be bolder, speak up in meetings, exaggerate your skills, all that lean-in sort of crap. So perhaps it's time for you, the men, to be more ladylike. How about you scale back on your confidence? How about you try not to act in every situation? What if you try to refrain from sharing your opinions or co-opting other people's ideas? How about yielding to people walking in the opposite direction, or even just attempting to see them? Here we can see that, interestingly enough, Hannah Gadsby has very negative opinions of both men and women. She lists being overly opinionated and bumping into people on the street as being masculine traits, but just because men do something more often than women, that doesn't make it a masculine trait. I mean, is something a feminine trait just because women do it more so than men? Is initiating divorce a feminine trait? Is overspending yourself into debt a feminine trait? Is being statistically more likely to domestically abuse your same-sex partner a feminine trait? Some people would say, yes, they are, Hannah, but I don't think you want to put yourself in the same boat as those people. But Lauren, why are you acting as if masculinity and femininity only involve positive traits, not negative ones? Uh, because that's the way things have always been. Masculinity used to be the pinnacle of what men should be striving for. Femininity, what all women were supposed to be working toward. It's not until recently that we've been introduced to the idea that masculinity is toxic and femininity is the result of the patriarchy and frankly, our societies have kind of gone to hell since we started incorporating those ideas, so I'm gonna give them a miss. For example, being overly aggressive is not a masculine trait. In fact, it represents a lack of masculinity. People are often overly aggressive because they're insecure about themselves i.e. they lack confidence. Gadsby continues, quote, How about you try pretending that you're the least powerful person in any room, and that no matter how hard you work, you'll never be the most powerful. Walk around like that for a couple weeks, and then call your mother. Well, I do believe that people should call their mothers. Mothers are important. You know what? Fathers too. Just parents in general. Call your parents people. But seriously, women, or at least well-adjusted women, do not walk around all the time thinking how they're the least powerful person in any room and they'll never be the most powerful. I feel like it would just be so exhausting to be thinking about power dynamics all the time, but strangely enough, I think that may actually be how people like Hannah Gadsby exist. And maybe that's why they're so mad all the time. Gadsby finishes, quote, This is the first time that straight white cis men have been forced to think of themselves as anything other than human neutral. That is objectively not true, but go on. Quote, And this must be a difficult thing. And I don't say that to be sarcastic. I can see how it's a tough spot. What I'm saying is I have empathy for you. And empathy, by the way, is one of the traits that women are most famous for. You might know it by its other name weakness. But don't be fooled. Empathy is a superpower, and it's the only one that any human has to offer. Really? You're gonna finish your article on masculinity by saying that women have this empathy superpower, which is really the only trait that humans have to offer. Okay, for someone bragging about empathy, it just doesn't seem like Hannah Gadsby has much empathy for men. Honestly, in her whole piece, she didn't say a single positive thing about modern-day men or masculinity. Life pro tip, if you believe that this one group out there, which shares an immutable characteristic which you yourself do not have, is responsible for everything bad in the world and just nothing comes from them, 
you you might be a bit of a bigot. Moving on though, aside from Gadsby's piece, GQ also featured several other articles in this edition talking about masculinity, and spoiler alert, they all have pretty much the same take. Now, the cover of this edition featured musician Pharrell, who also gave an entire interview about masculinity, but we're not going to spend too much time on that because even just to make fun of it, it's just not very insightful. At one point, Pharrell says, quote, If you ask me when we talk about masculinity, it's also very racial, this conversation. Because the dominant force on this planet right now is the older straight white male. And there's a particular portion of them that senses a tanning effect. They sense a feminizing effect. They sense a non-binary effect when it comes to gender. A lot of social justice buzzwords thrown in there, and he doesn't really take the time to clarify exactly what he means later in the interview, so... I don't really know what to do with that. But in any case, I don't really blame Pharrell for this edition because according to his interview, what happened was GQ had the idea to do an entire edition on masculinity and then asked Pharrell if he would want to be involved as the cover story. If I were a celebrity and GQ was like, hey, want to be on our cover and talk about redefining masculinity? I'd say sure, I would talk about whatever they wanted me to talk about. I mean, celebrities have done way worse things for attention. So I don't really blame Pharrell for not being the most coherent on masculinity because why would he be? He doesn't need to be. But what's also interesting about this special is that in addition to Pharrell and Hannah Gadsby, GQ also spoke with a bunch of other seemingly random people about what their thoughts on masculinity were. And would it surprise you to find out that essentially none of the people they interviewed about masculinity were actually masculine? There's this one gay comedian, Jabuki Young White, who, when discussing growing up in a homophobic environment, says, quote, I always find it weird, especially in the queer community, when people fetishize maskness or masculinity, because for so many people, those are actually scars, you know? They're battle scars on your personality, which is tragic in a certain way. Next, there's Thomas Page McBee, a transgender man who, while acknowledging his newfound male privilege, says, quote, The first time I quieted an entire rowdy newsroom just by speaking, I'd been on testosterone for only a few months. I'd felt gangly and pubescent, despite being 30 at the time, but my new baritone seemed to create an unconscious response in my colleagues. Whenever I spoke, they swiveled toward me. And he continues that, quote, I think about that day when I first opened my mouth and realized how disturbingly powerful I suddenly was, simply for existing in this white man's body. I hope I never forget it. Then we have actress Asia Kate Dillon, who identifies as gender non-binary and uses they pronouns. She talks about how acting awards shouldn't be segregated by gender, and also Black Lives Matter, because why not? Really, the only person featured in GQ's masculinity edition who actually talks about masculinity in a way that most people would recognize as masculinity is athlete Kevin Love. He talked about masculinity in relation to men's mental health and the public discourse surrounding men's mental health, which honestly is an important topic and I'm glad he brought it up. Basically, every other person they talk to though is A, not masculine themselves, and B, either criticizes masculinity or tries to redefine it to mean something completely different than actual masculinity. Just to top everything off, this edition also features an article titled The Glorious Now of Men in Makeup. Look, obviously not every guy out there is going to conform to masculine ideals, and 
that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. What I find really strange is the apparent need to attack and undermine masculinity as a concept. Essentially, what GQ and an unfortunately large part of pop culture are telling us is that to be the best type of man you can't act like a man. But anyway, I don't think I can read anything else from these people at this point, so as always, I would love to know what you guys think. How do you personally view masculinity, and why do you think masculinity is under such attack right now? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.